listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of The Den where we cover 911 Mixed Dish. And coming back, I believe next week is New Amsterdam. So excited for that to join the roster. Let's jump into our cruisers and join our favorite rescuers. It was a very eventful uh, shift for our favorite 118 group. 911 this week, episode, what is this, four or five? It's got to be around four or five. I don't know which one. Entitled Jinx, written by Taylor Wong, directed by. Jesus, I cannot read my own handwriting. It's very infuriating. <laughs> I believe it says Jan Turner. I give this episode an 8.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed the hijinks of it all. I like when shows also don't need to service every side character and 911 does such a good job of bringing forth even background characters to have some dialogue but don't need to have a story for each person on screen. That's just very, I don't know, a breath of fresh air and it doesn't feel like you're cramming a huge cast into one arc every week a newbie angers the fire station gods by saying the q word which is that it's quiet and this sets in motion the worst day of calls for our group with eddie being the one completely dismissive of the idea that this could be a jinx or a curse chaos ensues during a fender bender and then there's a wannabe post malone who rented a billboard and then duct taped himself to said billboard to promote his album Stuck on Stupid. He also didn't think to put clothes on underneath. Question. Who actually administered the duct tape? Cause that was no way that was all him. There's an accomplice somewhere who is not trying to have their face involved in any of this mess eventually he falls after refusing to get down making him the new tiktok or youtube 15 minutes of fame video that will have him getting zero records sold eddie sees christopher's old teacher i forgot her name because she was one of the women in the fender bender and she has taken another job because he hasn't seen her around it's clear the two kind of got some heat between them as the last time definitely indicated that they would and by episodes in he's ready to ask her out on a date i really like the one-on-one heart-to-heart he had with bobby about moving on from loss and that you know you never get over just because you move forward and are happy with your your current life that doesn't mean that they're forgotten however his continuous skepticism in the face of rather profound evidence feels very i don't know (laughs) it's not that he doesn't believe 
in the superstition that was bothersome it's that he disregards that his friends believe in the superstition and sometimes when you're friends with someone you just it's not about being a hundred percent on board with everything they do but if they i mean if it's harming absolutely no one then it's okay it's like how i feel about religion like if you choose to go to church and do all that stuff that doesn't mean we can't be friends if you're a zealot about it and you're trying to tell me about my life then no we can't be friends if they need assistance uh doing some stupid ritual in which they gotta ring seven bells you know i'll support you even though i will say and you don't need to say it so many times the first time would have been enough that's where i was like dude just because you had one good call doesn't mean you'd be like there's no such things as jinxes just no shush shush respect that we think there is a thing such as jinxes and we don't want you to do something that causes us to very clearly be jinxed and after the poll fell on them and they gave him that look he should have at that moment shut the fuck up i was happy that eddie got a prominent role this episode because i was starting to think he was gonna get written out (laughs) or they was gonna pour out some 40s for my mans I, i i think we've all expressed our feelings enough on the matter we don't need to keep um dragging or talk bringing it up every single last week but uh it was feeling as if he was a background character the first few episodes of the season but he had a pretty prominent role in this one and it was good to see i did laugh my ass off regarding the laughing gas that will never get old for me in chipmunk voice especially when hen was like be professional (laughs) and the clown was really clowning then that dude who got his head stuck in the cushion because he tried to retrieve his phone that's why they say put your phones away because these things will happen and in the dark it's not a really great idea to try to look or locate or retrieve your phone just wait until the lights come on it's too late now i know you know it's down there it ain't going nowhere athena gave bobby a lucky penny that he keeps all day because she gave it to him then they get stuck in the 118 i think i already said this with the live poll as in the truck they debate the difference between a jinx and a curse which is very valid (laughs) a curse is something someone puts on you a jinx is just something if you say it or do it it will cause the universe to react in usually a negative fashion or just a comical fashion because i feel like it's just a balance of don't say what is obvious thus it will automatically create an opposite response (laughs) that will completely take away that great thing that you had going uh the funniest part is when another firehouse had to show up and rescue them and then they was being dragged uh by having their photos placed all over (laughs) they probably gonna have a billboard picture of just the 118 (laughs) they gonna have a greatest hits wall uh remember when someone said quiet in the 118 this is what happened this day uh some dude all day has been pretending i forgot his name to be a firefighter having found some gear in the landslide and a police scanner 
scanner her scanner to monitor when to show his useless ass up he put ice on a burn which is not what you're supposed to do he showed up at a fireworks show pause though this is actually really dangerous do not do this i actually recently just took a claim for homeowners and the husband died in the garage due to fireworks so it's not cute it's not funny it's not sell them to your neighbors it's actually very dangerous and it actually burned down their entire garage so it's just don't be stupid don't lose your life for stupid ass shit that's not worth it that's 75 dollars i I think he spent ten thousand dollars which is beyond astronomical and a crime so i really was waiting for athena to show up and put some cuffs on him i'm not sure some places it's a crime it may not be a crime everywhere uh then he went to a burger joint and clearly has never had black food before because he smelled gas on the gas grill and talking about there's a gas leak and advised uh larry but everybody calls him jim to bust out all the windows and i laughed because i kind of was athena you didn't ask no questions did you But it was hysterical when he bust out that window and he said everybody run for your lives (laughs) this finally gets them to pinpoint the impersonator who runs and then steals the 118 fire truck oh hell no now they have ascended to the jinx hall of fame they got lifetime status i was laughing when him him I got shipper names for everybody. I just say two words together. Hen and Chim straight up having the munchies coming out clueless as fuck. Like, oh, we were supposed to be doing our job standing by that damn truck? Because I know somebody should have been standing by the damn truck. It got the keys in the car. Anyone could have rolled up and jumped into that damn truck. Athena runs into the car. Not today, Satan. Not today. And then the chase begins. until eddie talks him into driving the truck to where a level fire is needed the 118 are meeting him there in an ambulance and athena's like why are you running why are you running he bolted like he was an actual athlete clearly if you had what it took to be a firefighter or anyone with stamina and not a dumbass then you would have clearly gotten into the fire academy but you did not athena does not think he is a hero despite eddie telling him so because she just watched him almost kill a woman not to mention all the property damage that he got in his wake because he struck a lot of parked vehicles he gonna be singing akon locked up they won't let me out no they won't let me out locked up her sass inspires him to be a cop and why do i feel like he's gonna be back he's caucasian he's got good insurance he did the right thing in the end (laughs) sure get the right attorney can turn this all around at least get time reduced 
Buck is now Buck 3.0, by the way. And Tim is like, I married your sister, but I am not part of your family. I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> you didn't have to tell him like that. Let's get on to mixed dish. This is season two, episode five, My Prerogative, written by Amelia Serrano, directed by Anton Cropper. I gave this episode a seven point. What did I give this episode? I think I gave it a seven point six. Yep, out of ten. I liked it, but I think as with last episode, maybe this is something that what resonated. But it did not resonate with me. I don't have this type of spades history <laughs> going on. So it was a little disconnected. But that's fine. And well, when I get into the recap or the yeah, the recap for the most part, I think I wrote more notes on this episode than I did 911. It was pretty straightforward, 911. But Didi and Alicia are inviting neighbors over for spades, and Paul is told that due to the competitive nature of the game and his caucasian card he cannot be taught or allowed to play as it's a black game and she and Didi like to win and it kind of started the episode off like with there's always a divide i don't know what they were going maybe the feedback will help me on where they were going with this because i feel like once again like the week before i may have missed the point the kids have discovered Kramer and Kramer, which is about divorce. So Harrison tells them divorce is not so bad. In the future, it will be the new marriage and wants to prepare them for life with and without amicable parents. Paul tells friend Griff that they can hang out tomorrow night at his house to watch the game. Well, in his garage. As he's bought a new, what is that? A 24-inch TV? talking about the sales guy said technology don't ain't gonna get any better than this <laughs> that's hysterical and it's gonna take him 10 years to pay off that tv wow because alicia's playing spades so that's why paul's gonna come over and then griff said so it's begun <laughs> he was like what do you mean you've made that black and white thing last longer than anyone thought griff get yourself together but Paul tells him he just needs to like the, the reason why he's not playing spades is not because it's going to break up their marriage it's because he doesn't know how to play so Griff's like oh well then you could just learn to play and then you could do it with her and she'll think it's some romantic gesture and he teaches him to learn via a book which is not very helpful but Dee Dee keeps telling Alicia that it's not about him learning the game or competitiveness, but him coming to an all-black event. And I don't, this is where I was kind of missed with the episode. Maybe, and maybe that's because I'm not, I'll talk myself into it. So am I to understand that Alicia didn't want to make this a race thing? Dee Dee's telling her it is a race thing. And so to prove that it's not a race thing, she and she teaches Paul how to play and has him come to it, but then it turns into a race thing. I just feel like sometimes y'all could just tell him this. Just tell him. 
Like, when has Paul not been open to constructive criticism? I just don't. These episodes always fail for me because I feel like everything is constructed for Paul to learn a lesson that you really could have just told Paul. Like, he went out there and embarrassed himself because y'all really let him do that. <laughs> like, remember the thing with church last week? Babe, like church, this is something just for me. We can play with the kids, we can play with the family. We could play with other friends on other nights, but this particular thing that I'm starting or maybe started with the neighborhood is something that is about me and my culture. And I'm sure he would have said, oh, okay. I mean, he wasn't even that stressed out the first time y'all told him no. He was like, I'm just going to watch the game. But because you gave him false ideas of why he could not play spades, that's how you got to the place. And then you didn't want to admit that it was a racial thing because that's not what y'all was supposed to be about also how other people black people react to your whiteness or the need to deviate from yourself to accommodate someone else because they're white is they problem i mean whoever shows up at my house in my background gonna get me and all of my blackness and the hood coming out too it's why I don't hang out with my coworkers or invite them nowhere. It's why some people can come to the barbecue and some people cannot. There's a purpose and a reason for that. It is because if we invite you into our space, we're not accommodating you. So I feel like that point was kind of missed in this episode as well. Harrison just messing with the kids and Bo being like, this ain't right because they think that you're serious was a very meh storyline for me except for the fact that Santee did grow up to divorce a lot spades was fun and i played it at work that was that's all my history that i have of spades so this whole back and forth and then how it became an exclusively racial thing i guess that's why i said i'll have to see in the feedback maybe it's not huge in my area of the country i don't know uh but we was down for that umo uno was our jam and speed occasionally but i don't i don't remember being this cutthroat um uno was pretty cutthroat because we played for for sweets and there was no sweets in the house that you could have very often so (laughs) when you got five eight kids and they really want them hot, hot cross buns things can get very cutthroat but never in spades we never played spades as a family i only learned it when i was working uh in home health care and we used to do it once we put the patients to sleep at night it was something we like to do that's about it so i think that's maybe where some of the context was missing for me around this game (laughs) and the simple fact that sometimes communication is meant to be it's meant to happen it's supposed to happen in a relationship and then we don't have dumbass shit like what happens her cursing him out because people were rooting for him to go white boy go and people were laughing at the jokes but they didn't think they was funny or he kept saying yeah i know i mean he kept he, he was really trying to race appropriate but that's because he's feeling insecure about being the only white person at an all black event 
the same way we would feel if we was a black person at an all-white event the when you're in the culture like some things we just don't connect with and it's our own shit in our own space and that that should never have been like i don't know why they're ignoring both of that and it feels like both of them especially alicia in the last two episodes it's kind of like well i gave up being some of my black because you are white that's on you i don't i would not do i don't think that's what something you should have did <laughs> at all and i'm not even sure paul would have i don't know i i can't say to it but just odd but maybe i will get some insight as i prefaced earlier once we get into the feedback so let's head on there Christina is me shy. I am here to talk about the den, which consists of 911 and Mixish, and we will be getting New Amsterdam joining the uh, joining the party in a few days because that's when they premiere on actually a few days tomorrow. <laughs> they premiere tomorrow, Tuesday. Um, so yeah that should be exciting i don't remember what happened last season i know the season was cut short like most shows were um and i don't where we don't remember where we left off i don't remember much of anything about (laughs) last season (laughs) other than um yeah i mean i just don't remember so i'm not gonna even try to rack my brain to recall anyway so we got like I said, Mixish is 911 for this week, and I will start off with Mixedish. I enjoyed this one. Um, as always, with most of these episodes, it brought back memories of my childhood, of my family, my mom, relatives, what have you, playing spades. Um, that was definitely <laughs> a big part of my childhood memories, you know, seeing my mom work Monday through Friday and then have these get-togethers on Friday or Saturday uh, with her friends uh, or whoever and they have a good old time laughing drinking cursing each other out and all that good stuff while they play spades Um, the kids were relegated to a certain room while they all played but you know we would sneak in every once in a while of course we would get kicked back out and being told to go to our room or go sit down somewhere or whatever we were being told um of course still if they need something at least with my mom when she needed something from us she would call us in there and ask us to do this or that and then it was such a special time we were summoned to the (laughs) the almighty party or get together and got to see what was happening for a little bit so but yeah, I never really learned a game until I was older. Uh, my mom never taught me or my siblings how to play. We kind of learned on our own. So, but yeah, this one was, um, yeah, this was a good, you know, take me down memory lane. We have Paul and Alicia, you, 
you know, wanting to maintain their their philosophy or their tradition of being together on things and when it comes to culture and race and not having separate this or that. But at the same time, Alicia coming to the realization that some spaces should remain, you know, for black people. And this is one of those spaces. And I like uh, what she was saying to Paul about, was it Alicia or Denise? I think it was Alicia. Um, about, no, I think it was Denise. I don't know. One of them was telling Paul about how, I mean, pretty much every space is white people's space. They don't have to worry about finding their space the country is primarily you know made for white people so they don't have to make a space make space or make um or make time or i shouldn't say make time but make effort uh to ensure that their culture or their identity is being realized or being celebrated or whatever the case may be like for instance we just got out of february where it was it's considered black history month so the fact that we have to designate a month to ensure that we're talking about black history which sometimes not that's not even happening is just an idea so we're always getting white history we're always getting you know everything that happens with white people but very rarely do we um, talk about black people's contribution um, to things which I think I personally have always been on the belief that it should be a part of our history overall because we are it should be separated or just talked about on this certain day or this certain time it should be talked about all the time just like everything else all the other cultures that have made great contributions to our society to this country um, so but yeah, that's just my soapbox moment. But that's what this was about. So they had to learn, or Paul and Alicia had to learn or come to the understanding that there's just going to be some spaces that are just going to be for Alicia. And it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, we also have Harrison being extra in this one. I get trying to make divorce sound like this amazing <laughs> this amazing thing to the kids and of course they were drinking the kool-aid for a little bit and then Bo had to rein in rein them all in and uh yeah so it's not to let them know hey divorce isn't all that it's cracked up to be I mean it's actually a pretty traumatic and sad time and kids are not happy that their parents are getting divorced um, so yeah, even though sometimes it's necessary in situations where, you know, parents are not getting along and all that good stuff, but still it's not something to be celebrated, uh, regardless because it's a death of a relationship. So anyway, that's that on Mixed Dish. Then we have 911, which I enjoyed. This was more of a lighthearted episode that they gave us after getting some pretty heavy ones so with the buck situation so we got the uh everyone uh going into uh overdrive with the superstition when one of the i think they call him a probie or a newbie or whatever has said the q word uh quiet 
<laughs> which started off a whole chain of reaction of what everyone considered bad luck I'm gonna have a bad day and I could totally relate to this because we do this in the agency that I work for there's like the certain word and quiet is one of them we don't ever say that it's quiet we don't ever say that you know this you know it's a good day I mean just certain things we just don't say we don't acknowledge uh things are quiet things are calm things are whatever because it seems like the minute you do that is when all hell breaks loose just like what happened in this episode so I could totally relate to that and it's just so funny how Bobby tried to be like the you know the leader and set the example and try not to get sucked into it but you know damn well that he <laughs> believed in it just as much as Chimney Hen and Buck and uh, we have Eddie who had more of a prominent role in this one who's being the uh, pessimistic one in this whole thing of course my thing for him is like uh, how can he not know about this before now because I'm telling you, almost from day one, I knew, you know, that was just something that, you know, you you learn pretty much from jump, uh, that certain things you don't say, certain things you don't do, certain things, because <laughs> um, that superstition is out there, so I'm kind of surprised that it's taken him all this time to understand that or be exposed to that, even if he didn't believe in it, the fact that it's a thing he shouldn't have been too surprised about at this point I don't know how long has he been there two years but I think it should have been brought up before now (laughs) um but yeah so he played the pessimistic one and not believing in it and even as you know the day went on and they were going on some pretty wild calls and he was still uh not buying it and so there's that and him meeting up with uh, Christopher's former teacher, Anna, and him going through the process of deciding to date again after the death of his wife. Um, so that was a pretty significant uh, character moment for him. And then we have the this doofus of the episode, the dude that was impersonating a firefighter, which I thought... I mean, at first it was like, okay, you know, when I came to realize that we, that was going to be part of the story, I was like, hmm, this should be interesting. But then we met the idiot and I'm like, I, and I get it. I mean, I've seen similar type, um, stories about this, about people who didn't make it in the academy or whether it be police officer, firefighter or whatever. And so they try to live vicariously through the actual firefighters and police officers and in this case um he found a outfit and trying to uh blend in with everyone but where I thought this went down ridiculousville is when he stole the fire truck starts you know this high speed chase and it's surprise and it won't stop it's like I, <laughs> I mean why are you why stop like why are you you know when they especially when they trap they trap them like first of all what were you doing what was the point what was the logic behind what you were doing that's number one and then when you got stuck when they trapped you and roadblocked you in 
you're gonna just ram your way through cop cars because you don't want I'm like what was the end game like that I I guess that's the the bottom line to what I'm trying to say at some point you're gonna run out of gas at some point you're gonna get someone hurt because you're just ramming through the or racing through the streets like you ain't got no sense and then you have the nerve to be shocked and surprised that um you're being arrested (laughs) that you're not being considered some hero so yeah there's some mental health stuff going on with this dude that needs to be addressed right away and then that speech i mean it was just such a typical cliche speech that eddie gave to him like you could be a hero meet us you know come here and do your part oh my gosh i'm like "Mm." Uh, where have I heard this before? So I wasn't, I wasn't impressed and my heartstrings wasn't being tugged on that nonsense. So, but whatever, um, that's neither here nor there. I was more rolling my eyes and just at the ridiculousness of it all it, instead of anything or aside from anything else. Sorry, I had the hiccups. Well, that's primarily what this one was about. I just thought the calls that they went on were funny. I loved um, when the uh, light, the power, the power pole thing fell on their truck. Uh, everyone's reaction to that and <laughs> the looks on everyone's faces. And then when the other fire truck people came out and uh, they're taking the selfies and all that good stuff. So yes this was a good like i said good light-hearted episode and um i enjoyed it and i think that's all i have for this week for the den again new amsterdam is joining the party so look forward to that and look forward to the flash coming back tomorrow i'm very excited about that i do miss my west allen so yeah that should be good until then, till next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was her shyness with her thoughts on the episode. So, yes, New Amsterdam does return. Girl, I don't recall either what happened last season. <laughs> Not even a little bit. I remember that Max was going through grief and had a very sloppy seconds relationship that I'm glad wasn't uh, Helen that's all i remember and you have spades game memories apparently it was very uh cutthroat for you so um i don't have these memories and i did really like dd's lines my favorite line of the episode every space is white space it's white people's space because that is some very apropos <laughs> type of dialogue my favorite comedian bill bill burr made uh is it bill burr or bill Barr? no bill burr not bill Barr. jesus uh made an snl joke about february and how it's the designated month for black history and how basically privileges for or well many people view it as white people allotting it the time for black people to learn black history but that's not necessarily what its inception was. I just want to ask Piers, maybe grab a pencil, take some notes. I'm about to drop knowledge. Now, 
Now, I'm not going to give the entire history lesson here. If you do want to go out and read about this, however, uh, I will put a link in the podcast. But uh, Black History Month is actually primarily uh, in, I guess, inst- introduced back in, well, it came to the idea of Carter G. Woodson back in 1915 at the University of Chicago. At this time in history, many black people traveled to D.C. from all over the country, many miles away, just for this particular uh, this time that these exhibits would be out highlighting our progress, our people's progress, the black community. And people would stand in line for hours on end to celebrate this three-week event. And he and a few others formed the ASNLH, I believe. Yeah, Association for the Study of Negro Life and History. Woodson himself chose February, not whites allotting us the month, as homage to what many black people at that time were already celebrating, um, which were the primary figureheads of the time, if you will, Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. Their birthdays are both in the month of March, 12th and the 14th. So because black communities were already celebrating at this point, he thought this would be a good way to push uh, the stride into not creating a tradition, but to extend the study of black history during black history. Uh, you know, they didn't even call it black. They call it Negro History Month or something. Negro History Week is what it may have started out as. It also is uh, of note that many people had been celebrating black people, Abraham Lincoln's birthday since his assassination. But white America in recent years has basically hijacked, as they do with many things, because remember this is kind of around the time of the Tulsa massacre, but they hijacked it as the month to teach Black history. But Woodson himself was never about this month being about teaching black history or even really learning black history. It was about talking about the black history one had learned all year. And that's the part that's been missing. And it's not just on Caucasian folks. It's on us too. The same way we're not properly educated about Juneteenth until it started going like, what's this? Like your mamas and your daddy should have been teaching you this shit. My mama has no idea anything about her culture because she don't want to learn. She she even says like, it's boring. I want to learn about... (laughs) she'll say stuff about when she's growing up and i understand your experience is one thing but your experience is just that you have to look beyond your experience and no i'm not calling you out mimi because i know what you're thinking because you at one time told me history was boring and i said no i feel like it's not the most engaging thing in certain formats it isn't but it is 
kind of our responsibility in the black community to start doing a better job and i do mean all of us of educating ourselves because i didn't know what juneteenth was i didn't realize why i really shouldn't be celebrating uh and why i do not longer celebrate independence day these things were never brought up to me and i didn't like i was all up in history and i still skipped over some shit so when i say all i do mean all of us need to do a little bit better job of really starting to educate ourselves on the history of even events and start reclaiming that shit because my mama do the same thing (laughs) and my mom my grandma's the schools i remember black history month they just put on amistad that was black history month (laughs) you imagine never hearing about black history like you as a black child never hearing about black history until they turn on amistad in sixth grade and you're like what the fuck is this and i remember my mom put on roots but see that's what i mean by you can't put that shit on for little baby kids because you don't remember nothing you don't get the lesson you're not there yet (laughs) but (sighs) did i tell y'all but my mom put roots on for my daughter after i was complaining about that like two weeks ago and then she had the audacity to put roots on i cursed her ass out i said what is wrong with you i said i don't care what you do at your house my daughter was there you should have ran that past me oh well i was teaching her about her black history okay you were teaching her one part about her black history are you gonna go into the rest of it and i think so so you're not gonna do it right i don't want you doing it at all <laughs> i just don't let me be in charge of this and i need to know also when my child is ready to learn it and absorb it not just hey here's some facts that you need to know that you can then mimic and repeat until it becomes the truth and then no one ever thinks to go fact check uh what else did i have on my notes here about woodson he also didn't want the study to be of great figures and we do that every figure how many i mean every february how many times we go uh, harriet tubman martin luther king malcolm x the same five people like history ain't like can we talk about the black man that invented penicillin can we celebrate him can we talk about our accomplishments versus everything that happened like is really our only history maybe it is black history there that's a, a fair point black american history is steeped <laughs> primarily in slavery but we were not all slaves and thus you have to find those things that we did accomplish we did uh that we have pride that we should be pride and be celebrating those normal people and not the ones that you know even caucasian folks highlight because they don't want to those are the easy people to give credit to yeah he took a bullet um pretty pretty profound thing that happened we can't we gotta talk about that because it was all over the tv but let's talk about the people that were around before television was invented can we talk about the free dutch black people that actually had some fucking wealth okay there's more to our story than just the 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 12 people we rotate every damn month and we should be expanding it further and we're not and let's just not even talk about the education system in america because it's already trash and it's even worse in neighborhoods that don't have uh the economic resources to make it better like we still ain't really fucking teaching the theory of evolution like we really should be 
we all our shit is outdated that's why we gonna be behind and why china gonna be looking at us and then we gonna be sitting there talking about but they did this that and other thing because we don't want to be a victimized of the fact that we were lazy and did not address the issue because every time them charters come out for education many people many people with tax dollars that send their kids to school just be like fuck it i don't care about that someone was talking talking to me about this and ain't even got a damn kid talking about i don't want to get my school to kids i'm like that's nice with your single ass ain't never gonna have a wife anyway nor you gonna have children so i'm glad you can sit over there in your side talking about how schools don't need your tax dollars i'm telling you right now my daughter goes to the school and they ain't got fucking air conditioning and the summer is hot as fuck that's ridiculous we got third war conditions in the school and we ain't even a third war or country we it's sad it really is and that's in the place that is is way better than if i actually took her to cleveland public schools because i refuse i will pay for private school before i will put her in a clean i will move anywhere before i put her in cleveland public school i'm just getting a little bit better then my mom right now put kids in she put her uh, kids in private school with them little kids in private i'm like look at your bougie ass but um i don't blame her <laughs> I, and as someone i'm telling you as someone who went to cleveland public schools i would never because that's not an education that you're getting that is just a whole bunch of pushing you to please don't make a problem uh what else did i want to cover not much else uh him just other saying that you know you cannot cram our history in a limited time period and that also oh one of the favorite lines uh well his notions were that abraham didn't free the slaves the union army which included many woke whites but also hundreds if not thousands of black people those are the people that gave like we had the yes we had the politician abraham lincoln but if you read into abraham lincoln i mean he did the best he could in the time that he was doing it (laughs) is he open to criticism sure but for the most part yes he definitely was for the emancipation of slavery it's just how he handled the south situation after that is up for debate but i digress as far as emancipation yes he definitely put forth the reddit but so did many of you know a lot of people in the north did they whatever they were they would not for slavery like many um pastors in particular church folks um what did they call them did they call them the emancipators i don't i'm not sure but it wasn't just one person but that's who we all credit for oh he freed the slaves he he didn't do it by himself not to mention he didn't actually put his blood in there i mean he did because he did catch a bullet to the head in the end but you know (laughs) we need to also take credit for our own uh role in emancipating ourselves is where i'm going with that so now i'm done with the history lesson and back to your 911 feedback i to this day will not say Candyman three times in the mirror because fuck that i'm not messing with that type of juju i don't I, i'm not i wouldn't consider myself superstitious 
but there are some things that are just scary and i don't want to find like i just it makes me uncomfortable if it makes me uncomfortable that means the movie did its job <laughs> um we do acknowledge because we need to be meant oh yes this is about um not saying the quiet word look let me tell you something i was with my man's that was like oh i know it's a full moon because i already called off or scheduled that day off that's me i'm always prepared because no we have to know it's a full moon we tell each other in the beginning of the shift or if it's this or that friday the 13th whatever the case may be quiet that's not something that exists in my in my place of employment (laughs) so never that but we definitely know when the the world gets a little crazy it gets definitely crazier at my job and i'm like oh here we go shit it's no storms nobody go out on the road i got 50 million i was driving why the fuck did did you need to go to work i was going to grocery store did you need to go to the grocery did you were you did you have no groceries that day (laughs) people just make dumbass decisions sometimes uh and girl don't you know that some criminals are just illogical because they're stupid they're just dumb criminals they stumble and the adrenaline starts going once he stole that um cruiser or the fire truck he knew his life was gonna be in in jail somewhere he knew he was gonna spend a lot of money but he wasn't thinking about that he was thinking maybe i can get away he couldn't give up because that means it's over (laughs) so sometimes you just that logical part of your brain just goes out the window and i too was crushing candy the minute that eddie called him and the and i had a feeling it was going to happen because he had a close connection he was like it's like trying to be a hero eddie shut up that's not what he's trying to be he's mentally unstable he needs to be (laughs) uh given a psychiatrist not be told he's a hero to further the illusion so that's all my thoughts on your feedback let's hear what mimi has to say what up stina it's mimi sending in feedback for the den um i just watched mixed dish season two episode five and then we watched jinxed from uh 911, which was season four episode six so let's start with mixed dish um i thought this episode was pretty funny um it was basically about alicia needing you know her time away from her white husband um i'm actually kind of surprised that this is just now coming up now i know how serious black folks are about spades i am from the south and i can't say how midwest people are about spades because i didn't really deal with it so much um when I got older and my mom would hang out with her like family and friends because um, I was old enough to, to do my own thing. But I know when I was when we were in Georgia and when I was with my dad in North Carolina, like when I was in my like middle school days or elementary school days, like I would see how serious that stuff got. Like we, I remember we would be <laughs> at like our mom's friend's house for like hours past when the food was already cooked and ate and done because they were playing spades and it was 
a debacle. <laughs> it would people got like super serious. Like I feel like people really take spades super super seriously. I do know how to play spades and I do think I'm pretty good at it, but I, I just never took it as serious as my mother and my stepfather did. Like they would literally I mean granted I feel like they hated each other all this time anyway, but they would like I feel like if they lost like we would have to hear about it from the ride home all the way until we got home and then it would argue and it would be like the whole weekend and then a couple days afterwards it's like y'all still arguing about when she cut you with that ace of spades when she could have just used the queen like oh my god seriously it is not that serious y'all really fighting over this like this is gonna cause y'all to get divorced like what the hell like I said <laughs> they were really serious um I do feel like I don't know I guess Darren is not like like Paul like I feel like <laughs> this is this is gonna be funny I think Christine's gonna laugh at me but this is one of the reasons why like I have a specific type of white man that I date and we talked about this offline because um, when we were younger, um, like in our age group, I don't know what generation they want to call us, whatever. I think they call us millennials, whatever, whatever. They used to call the kind of white men I liked wiggers, white niggers is what they used to say. Like that's like Eminem, like John B. You know what I'm saying? Like they they have some swag to them. Like I can't date a super, super white guy like that shit just not okay with me they call him spicy white now so that's that's what I call him like I need me a spicy white man like I cannot I don't want to have to explain to you what a kitchen is like I don't want to explain to you that my hair was um above my shoulders yesterday but now it's purple and down my back and no it didn't grow out of my scalp like I shouldn't have to tell you this stuff you know there's context clues like and you should know not to touch my hair. And if you grew up around a person of color, you would freaking know that. If you had some black friends to the point where you can't even remember how many it is, or even Hispanic, Puerto Rican, you know, Mexican, you had friends that were people of color, I wouldn't have to tell you this shit. Like, I don't want to have to teach you all my black girl secrets. Like, there's some things like, I don't want to come out you know we watching a movie and I took my makeup off and I got my bonnet on or my head's wrapped I don't want you looking at me crazy like this is shit you should know and if I'm the first black girl you ever dated I'm okay with explaining some things to you maybe the last girl you dated was Hispanic and she didn't wrap her hair that's fine but there's some things like I shouldn't have to explain to you and you know it seems like they've been together long enough and <laughs> Alicia's taught him some stuff, but he grew up super white, like a privileged white. And it's, if I remember correctly from season one, he definitely has a type. It sounds like he only dated black women. So I'm sure some of the stuff she didn't have to teach him because he knew already, like you date all black women, you're bound to know some of this stuff. I don't care. Like, you know, there's, different type of black women like I always think about a different world you know you got Whitley Gilbert type of black woman and then you have like Kim Reese you know they grew up completely different they're not the same type of black woman like black women come in all kinds of you know uh 
socioeconomic statuses they come in different shades some of them have different body types like just like any other woman but there's there's some things I just think that's pretty universal when it comes to black people just in general um and if I don't care there's some black men who swear up and down that they don't like black women you still had a black mama and that's something you can't change so like a white man like Paul I I don't care how attractive you I can't do it like if you wear socks and sandals in the wintertime or a sweatshirt and some shorts and socks and sandals in this winter. Once again, I got a phone call. I swear nobody cares about me until I'm recording some feedback. I literally just sat here for like, like six hours, maybe like five hours, do like just watching TV, going online, uh, Twitter, Instagram, nothing, not even a text message. Soon as I record, boom, here we are. So I don't remember what I was talking about, but I know that, um, I, like I said, I just, I have a specific type of white man. Like I, like, I'm not saying that I don't find like men attractive. Like I don't, like I will say that I don't particularly care. Like if a man is attractive and, um, I want to date him I will but like my obsession I know with these type of white men came from John B like I'm not gonna lie I know that's that he was the man that I wanted like before him <laughs> I used to think I don't know if you guys know who I'm talking about his name is John C Cena not not the wrestler he's an actor he was actually in um Chicago PD and Chicago Med um Anyway, he used to be in a lot of, he was in, uh, it, it was a movie that was uh, a Spike Lee movie. It was like an Afro-Latina, I don't know. But I used to think I was going to marry a Puerto Rican named Johnny because that was, he was my man. And then John B. happened and I was like, no, that's me right there. And that's every white man I ever dated, including Darren, is because I saw John B. in him. Like, that was my man. And... I can't date someone that's just white white like I feel like loving Nash far away is great but I feel like if I ever met him he would be really white and it would be a turnoff I don't want to go to your family function and feel like when I see an American flag I'm gonna turn around the corner and see a confederate flag and I'm just gotta have to deal with it like that's not okay with me I don't want to feel like I'm the only colored person that's ever stepped foot in this fucking house. Like, that's how I feel with some white men. And my assumption is <laughs> that those type of men are racist until I'm proven otherwise. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's how I am. So <laughs> I feel like I would never date a guy like Paul. And when they when he was in there dancing and they were saying, go white boy, I was utterly humiliated. Like, that would have been a turn off for me right there. Like, if that's how you dance I want nothing to do with it like please lord stop please don't let this ever happen again <laughs> that shit was embarrassing and if I was Alicia I would have ended everything then to be like y'all gotta get him out of here I am embarrassed um and then uh grandpa what the hell is this I swear I was gonna call him Ford and I know that is his name Harrison he is a hot mess why is he telling these kids his parents are gonna get divorced and then making it sound like it's such such a great thing then using that dumbass fool that's Paul's friend like you shouldn't use him for anything he is terrible 
Oh my God, awful. Um, and Rainbow being extra as usual. Like, oh God. Why do you feel like you needed to have Harrison to say, like, we don't want our parents to get divorced because this bad. This is what would happen. Just tell them. You clearly understand what a divorce means. You don't need Harrison to co-sign. Oh, she's annoying sometimes. I agree with you, Christina. But, I mean, we know she's a D3. That's obviously the case. Um, and then uh, Dee Dee was really funny in this, too. And then, huh, I'm telling you, Santa Monica is really murdering this season. The little girl that plays her is killing it. I love her so much. <laughs> Every time she has a line, a one-liner, it she nails it so hard. Like, I love her so much. This episode was really cute and funny. Um, I didn't write notes, so I don't really remember everything that happened. So I'm gonna go on and go to 911. Um, I gotta, I gotta tell y'all, like for real, at my job, we do not say that cute word ever. We don't say it at all. I don't go. I go further than that. Like someone would be like, it'll be like, okay, so I work from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. or 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. and it'll be like I don't know maybe like two o'clock in the morning and someone's like how's your night I'm not answering that because as soon as I as soon as I say I'm having a good night or it's been good shit hits the fan I still got five and a half hours left of this shift I'm not saying nothing like nope you're not about to get me and someone on my like when a patient will be like oh it's been a quiet night why the fuck would you say that as soon as you say that it's like you have a cold blue a freaking cold red or some crazy shit like that some rapid response like don't acknowledge shit like that just take your simple ass in your room and turn the tv on and, and watch it if you ain't sleep you ain't gotta acknowledge other people you have no idea what you just did like it's a hospital isn't quiet for a reason and if it is you don't say nothing you just enjoy it silently it's a freaking hospital people are coming it's open 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year it is always open people are always being admitted all of the time if it's quiet bitch just let it say like that I, I swear if I was in that firehouse and that simple ass fool would have said, oh, it's been quiet. I would have fired him right there. You got to go because you you clearly don't know how to enjoy shit. You suck. <laughs> it's in the like the thing is like the thing that I felt the most about that was like not only are you busy, but it's like the strangest shit ever. Whenever there's a situation where I need to get out of the hospital early or like my shift is short because I, you know, picked up or something like that, the craziest shit always happened. Like, it's just just weird. Like, it don't make sense. Like, you know, the call with the duct tape dude or, you know, the guy with the freaking fireworks and ten thousand dollars worth of fireworks in this damn garage. Then you got this simple ass fool going around wanting to be a fireman but he can't um pass the class like that's a reason it's a reason you haven't you you're terrible you can't just if anybody could just walk off the street and be a fireman don't you think you could just go in and apply you ain't it ain't a fucking target it's not a walmart it's a reason you got to go to school because there's stuff you have to know and if you can't remember it and you can't 
safely regurgitate the information that you learned and apply it to real life, then you should not be a fireman. It's it's a reason you got to go to school, sir. And you can't pass the class. So you think impersonating a fireman is a good idea? You think jumping in a fucking fire truck to run off is a great... Like, what did he think was going to happen? Like, he really sounded shocked and appalled that he was about to be arrested. Like, huh. And who goes into a restaurant and see a fire grill smell propane and just assume it's a gas leak? There was no, you, you didn't see any other clues. Like if you would have been a a fireman and you would have had the education, you would have known there's other things you should check. Of course you smell fucking gas. It's a gas fucking grill. That's clearly jam packed restaurant. That's blazing. You're a moron. Like that, that guy was so stupid. I was, I honestly wanted Athena to like, I don't know, drop kick him or slap him or drag him or something. Like he was really stupid. And it's like put it like like you like you don't put ice on a burn. They say run your hand under cold water. Um but seriously, it's a it's coffee. Like I've had hot coffee burn uh spill on my hand and it's red, but it's not like it blisters up. It's not a third degree burn. It's maybe like a one or a two. Like it's not that serious. Like she was sitting there acting like her hand was going to fall off. It's a, your hands red. You'll be fine. You will live. Like you didn't even need ice pack. You could have easily just put some cold water on it, clean it off and wrap it up and go to go to fuck on about your business. But, you know, I guess they needed a reason for Eddie to to have her. But the reason you don't use ice is because it could damage the skin. The sensation's off. And, you know, um, one thing about pain is like cold and hot pain receptors feel the same. Like there's no like pain, cold and hot. They all feel the same. So if your skin gets damaged from the ice you wouldn't be able to tell and once tissue dies it can't be fixed so they don't want to do tissue damage and that's why you don't use um ice which had he went to school and graduated from fire fire academy fireman academy i don't know what the fuck they call it i'm assuming it's the same as a police academy but it's for firemen and he got the education he needed because most firemen have to be EMTs. At least that's how it is in Illinois. Um, and EMTs are first responders for a reason. Like you have to have basic like human anatomy and knowledge and basic um, emergency knowledge. Like the class is like, I want to say it's 16 weeks. It's either eight weeks or 16 weeks. But you literally got to get certified. Like it's not like you can just... You have to have a certain amount of practical hours and you have to have a certain amount of school knowledge and then you sit for the exam like you can't just walk off the street and take the exam like i said if anybody could do it then it would be fine like you just fill out an application but it if you keep trying and you're you're sitting in your car listening to the radio with the book maybe if you to put that energy into actually studying full maybe you would have learned something fucking dummy and i don't know what it is about buck i don't know if he you know because he's emotionally light now but he's starting to be attracted to me and i never ever thought buck was cute ever even when he was dating that old bitch at the beginning of the 
this show when it first started season one i don't know maybe it was that like birthmark on his eye that turned me off i don't know what it was but he really was looking cute this episode and i i normally don't think he's attractive it's some he did something's different about this actor because he looks cute um and i would like to point out christina that eddie is not gonna die the fact that they made it a point to bring up that you know his ex-wife died makes me think he's here to stay like i said i'm i'm i was down for an eddie and a buck relationship like the reason your relationship never worked with her was because you you know secretly attractive to men maybe you're bisexual maybe your soulmate happens to have a penis and his name is buckley evan buckley but you know i guess they're not gonna go that route that's fine but i i hope you know this relationship works out because um you know i hope something comes up from this i'm still holding on hope that you know some race thing happens because i feel like all the shows that use the black lives matters protest have like put it in like in a smart way the same way they've uh used the mask and i would be okay with that but i mean if they want to like exclude it that's fine too like i like i said in my other podcast you know you you watch these shows to escape real life so if they don't want to include it i'm okay with that too you know or just gradually like or not gradually like have like a one-liner just to to put it in that's fine too or nothing i'm okay with that but i didn't want him to die just because like i said i didn't want uh christopher to be an orphan um so i'm glad he's getting a storyline and his and they incorporated his his um storyline into this this episode pretty well i thought i liked the way it was brought in um i know some other stuff happened but that's really all i have um i did like both of these episodes um and then finally new amsterdam is coming back and i am so here for this like i cannot wait i don't remember what happened i hope we get a recap but um i'm so i've seen stills of helen and max and i'm here for it i need them to be a thing and i no, Christine's okay was the slow burn, but I feel like, you know, this pandemic has dragged on long enough. So I feel like I'm ready for them to, um, to be a thing. I know she was with that new guy, and but Max had broke up with that stupid lady. So, you know, because it's been so long, we don't know what could happen. I don't even know who the main cast is and who's who's still on board and who's not. But I'm ready. I'm ready so I can't wait to to watch this episode so I'm gonna end it here because I'm about to watch Westworld season one episode 10 just want to put that out there so until next time love peace Harry's black girl magic queen of the couch Mimi out all right queen Mimi her thoughts on these two episodes you guys both like them uh, a lot so that's good maybe it is a south thing that might explain it i am midwest what do you call me southeast i don't know geography at all but we had no spades parties i have no black memories in my childhood about this so clearly i'm just left out (laughs) but now i don't feel so bad 
because you and Shire are closer to the south so if that's a south thing a southern thing then I was not raised wrong <laughs> uh yes you're spicy whites god I cannot talk tonight at all and I'm not even trying to edit this shit yeah wiggers is definitely where one would uh be dropping or where you would be dropping your panties for i could definitely see that and you've told me about john b i've told you about george clooney i don't know who the fuck shy was talking about and even when you put him out there i was like who the fuck is this guy (laughs) uh i don't know if i have a preference except non-american every time i look at an american white man i'm just like oh <laughs> i this has been a rough year for american white men not all of you clearly chris evans you still bay but you know i let me just say this i recently signed up for match.com for six months and I already wish I could have that money back. Because every time I'm scrolling, I'm just like, oh. I guess my type would be woke white men. And apparently I keep going to places where they're not. (laughs) So that's on me. But as far as what you were saying you know and in case you want to know yeah I, I like british men you know my top 10 hottest men are mostly british so the thing with that is i may turn them all the way out i mean i'm fine with that i don't mind explaining about my kitchens although he better be smart enough to comprehend what a weave and a sewing is because them white bitches do it too at six hundred dollars a pop i've been to the trump corporate company meetings unfortunately and i think the bonnet stuff yeah that of course is my culture and it's different like yeah don't stare at me for that but if there's something you may be ignorant of because you know you can't actually see through my lens of being a black american you know i gotta let you know case in point this spades damn game just i would just told him so while i don't necessarily think i go for spicy white completely like that's my cutoff point i don't need a vanilla crisp wafer black women are very versatile but we do have a commonality which is that we're black women <laughs> uh maybe couldn't date paul because he got socks with sandals on you could also not hang out with my child because she be putting on every caucasian outfit all the time in the winter i'm like why do you have those shoes on (laughs) with a crop top it is 20 degrees outside ma'am I don't know if me and Paul would be no me and Paul would be an automatic no but would someone who acted kind of like Paul be an automatic no should we put Chris Evans head 
and give him Paul's personality, would it still be a no? I think I did have a spicy white face though. There was this kid named Dink. There's a lot of drug dealers in my neighborhood growing up in one of the houses that we lived on or streets. West 41st Street, man. It's a lot. A lot of wiggers around there. A lot of spicy whites. Uh, I was really into Dink, who was a spicy white who turned my little 12 year what was I 13 yeah 13 ass trying to dress like Aaliyah turned me right back around and said go back in the house and go marry a good man because I am not that (laughs) I will say I think I I don't know what and I've been told this before you're just so nice you're so nice I don't want to fuck your whole entire life up you're you are a good person and I am not. And I get, I mean, what's that got to do with us fucking? But back then, I wasn't the same person. So yes, my heart was on my sleeve. And I probably would have just fell in love in 2.2 seconds. Because I'm pretty sure I was half in love with Dink. Like I was, love came very easily to me. <laughs> so yes, uh, many infatuations. And that was that boy Jeremiah. Mm-mm-mm. I'm, I avoided that train wreck too, because I kid you not, I was in love with that boy. In love. I was in ninth grade. And then he told me that I was too nice too. Did he tell me that? Yeah. I think that, yeah, he pretty, he pretty much did. I don't remember. I don't think it was nice. There was a different word he used. And then I realized what he meant the next year when he got a girl pregnant and he was like in 10th grade so i've avoided a lot of (laughs) red flags because apparently my face says don't fuck her over and nah i'm not with those confederate families either like that is that's where but i where i go with the whole non-american thing right now i don't know who to fucking trust in my country and until I'm in a crowd of woke white men, <laughs> which is not often. And it's where my demographic is too. I'm in fucking Ohio. It's not great here. It's not as versatile in a way. I mean, it's not bad, but it's poor. So, I mean, they're trying to get things going on. But then it's right next to the fucking Republican Indiana. And then all around outside of Ohio. If you go a little bit out of the Cleveland area a little bit further it's all republican after that so yeah i ain't fucking with nobody around here there's not all of them but even my sister's fiance her his parents are republican and she got to go over there and deal with that shit and i'm like wow that is a lot and it's not republican don't get me wrong i could be friends with a republican i could even date a republican maybe depends on how republican you are but i sure as shit can't date or talk to anyone who is a trumpican and they are trumpicans meaning i voted for trump in 2020 if you voted for trump in 2020 that is an absolute and utter like no hell no why would you even creep over why would you put your head to the side and look in my direction and you really are a santa monica stan i didn't think she was this funny this episode but you can go ahead and give her that enemy 
if you want. That's an Emmy or enemy. I don't know. <laughs> and I um, enjoyed your line. Enjoy it silently. Yes. If people are having a silent night, don't run it. And dude was stupid. You was dragging the hell out of him. And you're right. I've been burned by coffee before. It did not cause that third degree burn on her hand. I was like, what the fuck is on that? <laughs> Girl, you better go home and take some dual action. And then giving us your nurse knowledge. Fireman Academy. I think I said the same thing. Don't worry about it. Buck still ain't cute to me. Mainly because his accent rings untrue. And I, I don't know. I never found Buck attractive. I'm sure he has plenty of fangirls that he ain't missing me. So, I mean, I'm just not one of the ones even, even now. There's no glow about him, I see. And yes, maybe Eddie is not going to die, which is fine. Uh, it just felt for a minute as if he must be a goner. And then <laughs> you're saying maybe your soulmate has a penis. And his name is Buckley. I would have been down with that ship. I'm still down with that ship. But clearly they're giving them love interest. Because they're like okay guys. They're heterosexual males. And I appreciate that though. Because unlike black sales fandom. Like hey just because you want a ship to happen. Doesn't mean the characters are actually of that. And they have to go in their truth. You can want what you want all day long. And clearly we do. But we also respect that he's a heterosexual male. And if he wants to get with that female, I'm not about to go online and start cursing the female or screaming about how this ain't authentic or whatever crazy shit people be doing online when they don't get their way. And apparently none of us remember what happened on New Amsterdam. (laughs) You're ready for Helen and Max to get together. I have seen no still, so I don't know what you're talking about. So maybe there's some indication. Mm, that's fine. I mean, the guy she was with, the um, I can't remember his name either. He was cute. Max be acting very caudacious sometimes. That's why I was like, I'm done. I, I'm cool with the slow burn because he feels like he should learn some more lessons about how to not be so white. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna wrap it up here because I'm getting tired and that means I'll start getting slap happy and saying stupid stuff as if I haven't already. If you want to join the conversation, blackgirlcouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. You can send feedback to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, blackgirl magic.